Like Jeremiah and the prophets before him, Jesus too faced hostility from his own people. In today's Gospel, the crowd in his hometown synagogue quickly turns on him, apparently demanding a sign, some proof of divine origins. They want proof that he's more than just the son of Joseph. The sign he gives them is that of the prophets Elijah and Elisha. From their colourful careers, Jesus draws two stories. In each, the prophets bypass many in Israel to bestow God's blessings on non-Israelites who had faith that the prophets were men of God. None, not one in Israel, was found deserving, Jesus emphasises. His point isn't lost on his audience. They know he's likening them to the many in Israel in the days of the prophets. That's why they try to shove him off the cliff. God protected Jeremiah, so the divine nature of Christ protected the human nature of Christ from those who would crush him. And so he slipped through the crowd and walked away. Wouldn't we like more information here? How can the one who is the centre of this violent activity just slip through and walk away? Certainly the crowd may not have been unanimous in its desires, so there could have been some disagreement and some shoving between disputing groups within the crowd. This could have given Jesus cover to get away. But if we say that, and that's all we say, then that would be only to apply a natural explanation, something which is dangerous to do with Holy Scripture. When Jesus wills, he is arrested and taken. When he wills, he escapes. Christ, being God, who would die for these very people who in anger wish to kill him now, would rather heal them. So perhaps he allows their rage to be fruitless, so that they might be persuaded otherwise, and at another time. Nevertheless, now is not the time for his death. Jesus is totally in charge and is not preoccupied with the opinions of others or what the world might say of him. His desire is only to do the will of his Father. From another angle, it's not pointless to wonder why they so were so incensed with him. Realistically, we will not really know We can only think of possibilities, of which there could be quite a few. Let me just offer one. It is an unfortunate human quality, the result of our fallen nature wounded by sin, that pride often stops us from accepting something we do not know, something we do not understand, or something we have not thought of ourselves. This pride can lead to quarrels and wrangles, to prejudice, to bias and to bigotry. There seems to have been plenty of this among the Nazarenes, 
who could not accept that one of their own might possibly be one of the prophets, and even to have the boldness to claim that he was the fulfilment of the prophets, and therefore superior to them. At the root of this pride, in them and in us, is an unwillingness to hear the truth. Or it could be something even worse, a rejection of the truth. The Nazarenes could not accept that Jesus was telling the truth, let alone that he was truth itself, namely God in human flesh. Unfortunately, our Western societies are riddled with either an unwillingness to accept the truth or an outright rejection of it. It's not surprising because for a long while now, the concept of truth has been massaged into my truth and your truth, not truth itself. But the human mind is below truth, not above it. Truth is superior, and the human mind must venerate it, not control it. Such distaste for and even hatred of the truth can be seen in some of the questioning by members of the two federal parliamentary inquiries into the proposed religious discrimination bills. Ludicrous ludicrous claims, posing as questions, characterising genuine people of faith as ever ready to viciously discriminate against their fellow citizens, are certainly bizarre, but also untrue. Seeking the truth does not seem to matter, nor does being courteous and respectful, but only trying once more to expunge religious faith from the public square. None of us can predict the future. At Nazareth it was not time for Christ's death. Many other events had to play out before that happened. In our own situation, God in his divine providence knows what more must be allowed to happen before he acts. This is not unique to our time. There have been multiple occasions in the history of the Church where it seemed like the worst of times, even close to the Second Coming. But no, God allowed suffering and persecution of his Church and then some time of peace. We have every confidence that this will happen again, even if we cannot detail what all this might look like. Christ will be hidden among the noise and tension, just as he hid himself among the vociferous crowd on the brow of the hill at Nazareth. When the time is right, he will make himself known to further his divine plan and to achieve the complete salvation of the world. Our job is to remain faithful, to pray, and to witness to Christ the truth. We will be rewarded for our efforts.